You struggle all the time to keep balance. You struggle all the time to keep balance in your mind and in your chemistry of your body. Oh, some has suggested that you go ahead and take some medicine. You have anxiety. You have different things going on. And my God, you're looking at that medicine and said, but if I take this, 10 more things are going to come on me. Oh God, Ah, I just need that one, that one that says he's going to come and pick me up. There's a weakness that you're, there's a weakness you've had for years and you've learned to adapt to it. You learn to live with it. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we know that new day does not mean a 24-hour cycle. But it is a new day, a new mercy, a new revelation as we have accelerated and have new sight, new sound, new speech, new strength, and new favor. Join me as we go to this clip. That word release came to us. That word release. I saw a pool. I saw a pool. And I saw a person standing. They weren't standing. They were there. But I saw Jesus come in and pick them up. It's almost like that man at the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus said, what you waiting on? <laughs> what are you waiting on? Why aren't you getting in? And he said, all these people coming and pushing past me and going in. And he said, Oh my God, but Jesus is there to pick us up. And there's somebody out there that is feeling like you need God to come pick you up. You, you are having those Job experiences. There's many out there who are having or who has already had that Job-like thing going on. Every way you turn, it's like the enemy is doing a rotation on you, like he's doing a full course thing. If it's not one thing, it's something else. If it's not your health, it's your finances. If it's not your finances, it's your family members. If it's not your family members, it's your job. If it's not your job, it's homelessness. If it's not homelessness, it's something else. And God is coming in and he's said i am the kingsman redeemer and i'm about to redeem you i'm about to bring back and restore everything that the enemy has taken and stolen from you i'm about to do it i'm about to do it he said this and i saw the person plain as day you almost like you're limping in your legs and your legs look weak but there was a pool of bethesda right behind you right underneath your feet and that water is warm and that water is moving and that water is active and that water is not stagnant it's not like a stagnant pond it's not like a pond that sat there over the years that got all kind of junk in it when you put a stick in it and stir it all kind of stuff 
oh God, old tires and old shoes and old, all this old stuff starts stirring up from the bottom. No, that water is, is pure. That water is a sound. That water is warm. It is the living waters. Amen. And God says, I'm picking you up. I'm picking you up. Hard to put you in those waters. My God, my God, my God. Uh, you know, <laughs> You, 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 you come on and you, before you come on, you have your outline and you have your scriptures and you say, Lord, th this is what <clears throat> you've been showing us and dealing with us with. And then the Holy Spirit come and slap us, us aside our head even before we come on. And I said, my God, and somebody is hearing this. You may not be on right now live with us, but somewhere or another, you're going to hear this message and you're going to understand that when your daddy left you and your mama left you and your family members left you and you were like that little girl and that little boy sitting outside the schoolyard, all the other kids done got picked up. All the other children done got picked up. All the other mommies and daddies done came and picked them up and you was out there by yourself like you was an orphan, like nobody cared, like there was nobody for you, like you didn't have no one. But God is saying he's right on time and he's coming now to wherever you are. He's coming into your places. He's coming into your living room. He's coming into your bedrooms. He's coming into your places. And he's coming in and he's picking you up. Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you motherless and fatherless. I will not leave you as an orphan. I will not leave you abandoned, put aside, rejected. Thinking little of you, like you have no one. But God says, I am coming in now. I am coming in now to those folks. You know, all in all, it's about, it's about being submerged. Why did he say the pool of Bethesda? Why was it a pool? Why, why did he say get in there? There was a certain time there was a certain time of the year that the waters were troubled. They weren't troubled always. Why, 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 why in a pool? Why in a pool of water? When I go, when I think about a pool of water, I think about being immersed. I think about being totally immersed in that warm water. Amen. Oh God. Shenden dolor rotonden de the Holy Spirit is looking to immerse some people today. He's looking to pick you up. You said people's gone on ahead of me. People have gone on ahead of me into that water, pushing me to the side and going on ahead of me. And God is coming and he's saying, I have watched you. You didn't think I've been watching you, but every single time that water was troubled, every single time that invitation was given, I have been watching you with my heart pounding for you, with my heart throbbing for you. And my heart has been saying, why did, why, why they ain't getting in the water? Why they ain't getting in the water? But now I can take it no longer. Now I can take this no longer and I am coming and I myself, I am going to help you into that water. 
And God says, no longer. If you will allow me to do it, I will do it for you and I will do it today. There's somebody out there that feels so weak right now that they feel like they can't even, they can't even really praise. I felt so weak. There's somebody out there, there's somebody at the pool of Bethesda that is so weak that says, I can't get into this pool. The Holy Spirit is about to pick you up. If you ask him, he says, I will pour water on a thirsty ground. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Don't feel like God is passing you by. Don't feel like this is for the next person. No, he said, God so loved the world, not the church, not the status quo, not the, the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. That he whoever believeth on him shall have everlasting life, shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So he loved you. And as I said, the Holy Spirit is walking into your bedrooms. He's walking into your living rooms. He's walking to wherever you are. If you're even in a car, wherever you're, you're at, and there's a weak place in you, there's a place, my God, my God, that there may be places that nobody else sees. It may be a physical thing, but it might be a mental thing too. It might be something that happened to you in your past. It's a template. It's, it's, it's a bad experience, and there's a weakness there. God, there's a place that you don't want to talk about. There's a place that you hide so very well. But God, my God, you're sitting there saying, ah, but there's a weakness there. Can anybody see it? Can anybody see it? Lord, I want it to go away. I don't want to live with this any longer. It might be bipolar. It might be a, 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 a something going on in your mind, in your physical mind that God said, you struggle all the time to keep balance. You struggle all the time to keep balance in your mind and in your chemistry of your body. Oh, some has suggested that you go ahead and take some medicine. That you have anxiety. You have different things going on. And my God, you're looking at that medicine and said, but if I take this, 10 more things are going to come on me. Oh, God. Ah, I just need that one. That one that says he's going to come and pick me up. There's a weakness that you're, there's a weakness you've had for years and you've learned to adapt to it. You learn to live with it. You know, us as humans, we learn to adapt to pain and we learn to adapt to certain things. And where, where one place in us is weak, we learn to get stronger in another place. But God is saying, I see that weakness. Who am I speaking to? Who am I speaking to? There's a stirring at the pool. There's a stirring up at the pool. And where you've been weak in your life, God is saying, I'm going to come and I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to pick. You ain't got to do nothing, baby, but say, yes, Lord. You ain't got to do nothing but say, here I am, God. You ain't got to do nothing but to put your hand and say, you talking to me, baby. You talking to me. You ain't got to sit up there and try to struggle to get into that pool. All you got to do 
and say, Lord, you're talking to me. I can't put up with this no longer. I've adapted as much as I can. I've adapted to the pain, the emotional pain, the physical pain, the mental pain, as much as I can. There's no more adapting that I can do. There's no more smiles I can put on my face so that when people see me, they ask, how am I doing? Oh, oh, we know how to put on those smiles, don't we? We know how to put on those masks, don't we? We know how to fool the one that's looking at us. But my scripture tells me that God was out in the heat of the day. And he was out there with his disciples. And they were saying to him, he had just finished ministering on to the people. And he, his people said, listen, God, you're hungry. You're hungry. Oh, Lord, 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 you're hungry. He's talking to Jesus, talking to Jesus, all the disciples. They were talking to Jesus and they said, you're hungry and you're thirsty and you're tired. You've been out here all day. It's a hot day. Oh, it's been a long day. God, come on. Let's go over here and let's go go someplace and over here and let's go eat. And God turned around and he looked at the masses and he saw, he saw the harassment. He saw the abuse. He saw the weaknesses. He saw the little lambs and the little children without a shepherd and his heart was moved with compassion and his heart began to break for the people. He said, I can't go nowhere until the last sheep comes in. I can't go nowhere until the last one is healed. I can't go nowhere until the last one can see when they can see before. Because the pool at Bethesda is stirring up. It's stirring up. That water is active. It's alive. It's living waters able to go in, able to separate bone from marrow, able to go into the last millennium structure of every cell in your body and able to command it to say peace be still now peace be still I call peace to your body I call peace to every cell in your body out people out there with uh, this chaotic thing what they need to call it is chaos they've given it the name cancer and I want to let you know that the name of it is chaos because and it's rebellion because what it begins to do is fight amongst itself and it does not work in tandem with the other cells. The scripture tells me in Isaiah, he says, why would your, sin, why would your wounds be so grievous? Oh my God, if my people who call by my name will humble, humble, humble themselves and pray and turn, turn, turn from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. Do you think that he's just saying that for his benefit? There's a scripture in Isaiah that says, why would your wounds be so grievous? He says, because as it is, they are like <clears throat> crimson. They are grievous. 
And he says, it's, there's a rebelliousness. There's a word that pops up in Isaiah right at the beginning, the first book. He talks about the rebelliousness in your body, that cancer in your body, that leukemia in your body, that diabetes in your body, that, oh, that cold, that COVID in your body. That is a rebelliousness going on in your cells. Because my scripture tells me the first uh, law that he has given us is to love your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This sums up the law and the prophets. So I understand it starts with love. You're rebellious. God told you to love that brother, that sister. He told you to love your aunt and your uncle and your mama and your dad. And he didn't say it depended on what they did to you or didn't do to you. He said, love them, love them in my love. Oh God, but it's hard to love them. They abuse me. They abuse me. God, didn't you see what they did to me? They abused me, God. It was late. It was dark. Nobody was around and they abused me. They took advantage of me, Lord. I was child. I was a little child. I was a little child. And they went in and they abused me, God. And you're asking me to love. Yes, I am. Because if you, let me, let me bring it down for a minute and explain some things to you. When this COVID thing first started, we were told some things. And I'm not going to bring up situations, places, or people, but I'm going to tell you this. The people that I was dealing with, I was not pleased. I was not happy. And an angry spirit began to come in. And I remember going all along in my day and the Holy Spirit came and slapped me upside my head. He said, Kay, do not let anger and rebelliousness connect you with this disease. He said, it is a spirit that is walking around this land seeking to see whom he may devour. But if you walk in my love and my light and my life, it will not find you. Do not, and I had to catch my spirit, quick, 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 tweak that thing real quick. <laughs> I don't care what this person said to me. I don't care what they did, Lord. I love them in the love and love of Christ. Even when I, if I didn't even believe it, I spoke it until it happened. Why? Because my Bible tells me that the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart. And what I was doing was looking at my head and not my heart. So I have to now believe that the love of God is in my heart and I have to go that route. Going back to Isaiah, he said, why would your wounds be so grievous? Get rid of that spirit of rebellion. And that thing can't connect with you. Generational curse can't connect with you. Generational curse trying to come down to the line. And the line, it says he will, he will visit to the third and fourth generation. Something to that effect. Stuff you didn't even know went on years and years before you, before you was even born. And now it's affecting your body. Why? Because... The sins of the fathers visit the sons. But God said for you to disconnect and break links with that thing and walk in my love by walking in my love. There's some of you out there that you're in unforgiveness. You can't even forgive yourself. 
But God forgives us unconditionally. He loves us unconditionally. He just asks us to drop the mask, man. He just asks us to drop the facades. God is the God of the turnaround. He's the God that is turning it around. He's the God that it says he's restoring us. So in this scripture, we've been quoting this scripture for the last couple of weeks. We were like ones who dreamed and our mouths were filled with laughter. But in it, it says, when the Lord restored the captives, we were once captive. You were once captive. I was once captive. So the laughter is an indication of a freedom. The laughter is an indication that I have reached the promised land. I have reached Canaan. I have reached the land flowing with milk and honey. Ah, it's all mine. All things are yours. Huh? Ah, my God, my God, the world is yours. And so when we're laughing, when we're sitting here laughing, we're not just laughing. We're not just drunk in the spirit. There's an indication that God has turned it. He's turned your weeping into joy. He's turned. You went out sowing in tears, but you're coming back reaping in joy. He turned some stuff. You didn't have money, but now you got money following you everywhere you go. You didn't have a car, but now you got people offering you two or three cars. You didn't have a house, but now he got a house for you with the garages for your vehicles. You got extra rooms in there. You got places to put folk where you didn't even have a place to stay. Now it's double for your trouble because now not only do you have some place to stay, but you got place to put folk. You got place to put folk up. And not only that, you, you have your own room. You have your special meeting place with God that people are going to come in there. You're going to be able to meet with folk. You're going to be able to meet with the Holy Spirit and he's going to take you into other realms. There's space. You got enough space now that your ankles will not turn. You will not dash your foot against a stone. Where at one point you could fight and you're sitting here fighting for elbow room. Every time you turn around, you're bumping into your husband. You're bumping into your children. You're bumping into the cabinet. You're bumping into the refrigerator. Why? Because the place you're in is too small. God is about to bring you into a spacious place. A place flowing with milk and honey. You're going to have to turn them to, my God, can we turn that off just for a minute? it because gee ooh, I, I i don't even have enough place to put that put that there was a time when people were bringing in them they were bringing in their the monies and they were bringing in the treasures and they were bringing in their fruits uh in they were bringing all these things in for the to, for the building of the temple it got to the point where they had to turn folk away have you ever got to come to that place where you had to turn somebody away because your bonds were so full you were busting at the seams you were busting out from the left the right and the center god almighty and when they looked at the sun was shining on your face and they saw your God took you from the back side of the desert like that little sheep that little dirty sheep was back there your daddy and your mama and your people didn't even think much of you when the king when the prophet came around looking for the next king oh you talking about little David back there you can't be talking about him he's, he's back there with the stinky sheep he's taking care of the sheep 
Oh, well, all right, let me go get them. I think it's a waste of time, but okay. All right, I'll do it. And that's what the world does. That's how God does sometimes. He lets the slab be poured over your head. Have you ever walked the streets of Brooklyn? Have you ever walked the streets of New York? Down here, we have, you know, everywhere you walk, you see beautiful grass. And I mean, the grass, the blades are like huge blades of grass. But you go in New York, you see slabs of concrete everywhere. But what you got to understand is those slabs of concrete were put over soil. They were put over fresh soil. They were put over grass. And though you have been like that one with the concrete over your head, and they looked at that concrete and it looked so very cold and like nothing can never how what can grow from concrete what can come forth from concrete and it looks so very permanent and so they thought that's the way you was going that's where you're you're at and that's where you're gonna stay that's where you're gonna be <laughs> they put you slap you back down in there and that's where you're gonna stay <laughs> because it looked as permanent as concrete <laughs> all they can say is oh, i feel sorry for this one all they can say is oh i just feel so bad for you <laughs> but god had something else in mind god had something else in mind and you you go past this concrete season after season year after year this listen the winter comes and the winter goes the spring comes and the spring goes and then one day you go somebody about to get delivered up in here you want to give me a high five team superhero right quick because you about to be saved. You about to be delivered. You about to be set free. That weakness about to run from you. You about to walk into a new house. You about to walk into your new car. You about to walk into your new job. You about to walk into your new position. You about to start that new business. You about to write that new book. You about to write that new song. You about to sing that new song. And it's gonna come from you because you're gonna burst from the left and the right. You're about to burst forth. The baby can't stay in the womb any longer. It has to come out. It has to be born. It has to be delivered. You walk past this slab and I'm about to end right here. You don't walk past this thing for years. Ah, oh, Jacob. He sat in his father-in-law house for 20 years. Ah, oh, doing all this stuff for his father-in-law because he wanted to marry uh, the woman that he wanted to marry. And you walking past that slab, it looks so very permanent. But one year, somebody say one year, you walk past, you said something different. You almost walked right past it. You had to turn around and you had to backspace and backtrack your steps and look. And you looked again, you know, I saw something different when I walked past. What was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do I detect a, a note of greenery around that concrete? Do I detect something piercing through the cracks of that concrete? Do I detect uh, some organic life coming from that thing that looks so dead that it could not bring forth anything? Do I detect something coming up? Do I detect 
a note of life in you? Do I detect oh, that Elizabeth baby leaping in the womb? Do I detect, do I detect the man at the pool of Bethesda now? The Holy Spirit, Jesus coming in there and picking him up and he's able to get in that water. Do I detect a note of life? I stir that thing up. I say live and not die. You're gonna live and not die. Your soul is gonna live and not die. Your spirit is gonna live and not die. Oh my God, I speak life. In Jesus' name. Oh, them prayer warriors. Whoever's watching this thing need to throw their hands up and say, high five team superhero, because you are going to live and you are not going to die. And as a matter of fact, you're going to do more than that. You're going to walk into your blessing because God has to bless you. He's not only blessing you for you, but he's blessing you for others because the people that tracked you from the beginning, I may not have seen you from the beginning, baby. I see how you shining now. I see that light shining now. I see that star in the sky now, but I may not have tracked you from the beginning, but you had folks around you. You had cousins and you had high school friends and buddies that saw you when you was in your awkward state. They saw you when you was in your foolish state and they laughed at you and said, can any man ever come with How are you ever gonna make it in life? But he's tracked you and God said, ah yeah you go ahead and track him huh? go ahead and track him and now he's calling on the name of Jesus go ahead and track him through the life through his life track him track him track him because when I get through with this I'm gonna rouse you to jealousy huh? and I ain't talking about no bad jealousy I'm talking about that good jealousy the Bible talks about the good jealousy that's gonna rouse you you're gonna see what they got and you're gonna say how'd you do that how'd you get that what happened ah and they're gonna turn around and they are gonna take no credit for themselves, and they're gonna say it was nobody but the name of Jesus and they're gonna give their lives over because they say I heard about Jesus but I didn't know he was like that I didn't know he got down like that I didn't know he did it like that oh introduce me to your Jesus oh introduce me to the one who set you free or healed delivered and set free sitting up here in this mansion my God you got so much room in this place you can put a whole block up in here Introduce me to your Jesus. Introduce me to the one that got you that jet. Introduce me to the one that got you that RV. Introduce me to the one that's taking you around the world. Introduce me to the one that's letting your heart be shown all around the world. Introduce me to the one who's showing the Father's heart through you. Introduce me, introduce me. I've been longing for him, waiting for him, hoping for him, praying for him. And now I see he is the one. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one, the only one. Hallelujah. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. 
This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.